entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got it. Welcome to the Business Builder Show. Today, our entire show will be devoted to the work Ari Weinzweig and his team at Zingerman's has been doing since 1982. Now, in case you're trying to Google that name, I'll spell it for you. The company's name, it's Zingerman's, Z-I-N-G-E-R-M-A-N-S, Zingerman's. I'm Marty Wolf, and along with my sidekick, Kerry Carney, and our producer, Tom Jenkins, we are going to do our best to inform, educate, and inspire you, our audience of entrepreneurs, small business owners, and anyone who is seeking excellence in their personal and professional lives. Yes, today is about Zingerman's. We are going to begin and end the show with is called... The 12 Natural Laws of Building a Great Business, which is found in Ari's first book or part one of a series of books he is writing to help all of us succeed. Ari will then join us in segments two and three of the show. But before we begin, I want to provide a public service for those looking for last-minute holiday gifts. Now, I know we normally don't talk about things timely, Tom, our producer, but I need to. Right? It's important at this point. What's the website, man? I'm on on my browser. I'm ready to roll. (laughs) Okay. Go to Zingerman's.com to find really great products that will make some great gifts this holiday season. And for those executives on your wish list, go to Zingtrain.com. Z-I-N-G-T-R-A-I-N. Zingtrain.com, where you can get Ari Weinsweig's books and other lessons for executives on your wish list. Now, Carrie and Tom... Um, We're going to do our best to talk about the 12 natural laws of building a great business from Ari's book, which is titled Building a Great Business. And you'll hear Ari talk in his interview about how he wrote his book in essays, meaning, and you'll hear him say this, that you can go to any part of this book and um, just take the section. You don't have to read the entire book. And so this is secret number one they talk about, the 12 natural laws of building a great business. But we suggest reading oh. the entire book. Oh, absolutely. And highlighting and dog-earing it because this is a true guide. You mean like what success. mine looks like? Just like yours, Marty. Yes, just yes. like yours. There's so many notes here. It's, it may be hard. Producer Tom, I hope we don't have to do uh, you know a lot of corrections today. I'm going to do the best I can. Cause... I think we'll be fine, Marty. Okay, thank you for your support. Okay, so here's uh, law number one from Ari. And um, he's talking about the fact that um, Ari and his co-founder Paul Saginaw uh, always does these um, seminars at Zing Train and there are executives from outside of the company and executives in their own company that comes to this training and they start just about all of them by talking about your the North Star and he does this little exercise and he asks people like which way do you think is true north Right, and so people point in different directions, and uh, and then he, he pulls out a compass. Right? Yeah, he actually has them stand up and close their eyes. Yeah, and they all turn in their in different directions, and then he says, "Open your eyes," and they're all over the place, pointing all different directions. And then he brings out his uh, app or his compass and says, "This is really 
the true north direction direction correct Correct. and so this is the point that he's making and making through that exercise there is really only one true north now you you'll have a different one in the way you look at it but what they talk about is their vision and mission their principles everything that they're doing at their company that what they're training on is what the true north of this business is making sense guys so far okay so let's get into the 12 natural laws of building a great business the first one says an inspiring strategically sound vision leads the way to greatness in parentheses especially if you write it down i'm going to repeat that because it's the first lesson for a reason an inspiring strategically sound vision leads the way to greatness parentheses especially if you write it down um vision mission principles all these things can be a little complex every now and then when you're talking about it right Karen? yeah yeah but i like the way ari really uh, boils it down what's a vision as we define it here it's a picture of what success looks like at a particular point in the future and One. i think the future is the key word there yes and you'll hear again we're pri- we're priming uh the inner what you're going to hear from ari uh he's going to talk about how important that is you, a point in the future and this vision statement should be vision or vision statement whatever you want to call it. he suggests it needs to be strategically sound it just can't be fluff there should be key measurables in it and here's an important point carrie that i see a lot of times is a mistake people see their vision as their strategic plan right right it's not your strategic plan your vision is your north star your direction the strategic plan is how you're going to get there yeah a simple idea i had when i read this a couple times was the strategy is are we taking a boat are we taking a plane but we are going in that direction very good that's where we want to ultimately try to arrive at very good very good thought good uh, good way to look at it now there are you know everybody's going to have their own vision everybody's going to have their own strategic plan he suggests in the book and he'll he does disclaimers in the book often to say well look if this is what we do um not necessarily you don't necessarily have to copy it for success but he's calling them natural laws for a reason that these things kind of work universally all right let's go to point number two and some 12 laws of building a great business number two says you need to give customers really compelling reasons to buy from you now it's funny we even have to talk about that but he says well he even says like it's it's obvious right here's the point that he makes carrie is that they or all of us need customers we need the customers more than they need us right so many businesses forget that there's 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 options no matter how good you think you are there's all kinds of options you've got to be distinctive like our friend scott mccain always talks about point number three in the 12 laws without good finance you fail it's that simple and i agree with them you know there's a lot of great businesses with a lot of great ideas but they still fail why is that because they don't take a close look and really pay attention to their finances. They can have all great intentions, right? Mm-hmm. They can be, um, well, that's the answer. If you don't 
pay attention closely to your financials uh, and have everybody on your team understand what those financials are. There's By the, the way, key. we're going to talk about open book management. They call it different things, but we're going to talk a lot about that. But here's right out of the book. It says here. You can have all the good intentions and good ideas in the world, but if you still have to be profit, you still have to be profitable in order for the business to survive. You do have to have cash on hand in order to pay the bills. And if you don't pay your taxes properly and on time, you'll get into a lot of trouble. So we've hit three of our 12 laws of uh, building a great business from Ari Winesway. Let's talk. Let's interview Ari and let him talk about some of the things that we've started to discuss in this plan. So you're listening to the Business Builder Show. We'll be right back, and you'll be listening to our our guest, Ari Weinzweig of Zingerman's. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. My new site just launched, and I'd love to know what you think. But I also have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to 30minuteswithmymarketingcoach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30minuteswithmymarketingcoach.com a no-obligation 30-minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30minuteswithmymarketingcoach.com right now and apply some real-world experience to your web presence. For your next regional or national meeting, are you looking for a professional facilitator to keep things on track so your meeting meets the objectives? Have you assembled a group of subject matter experts for a panel and you need a moderator who is skilled in keeping the conversation focused on what really matters? Do you want a speaker for your next meeting who will engage the audience in a way that makes the meeting fun and memorable? Marty Wolf of The Business Builder Show is available for your next important event. You can contact him at... 570-815-1626. Marty has facilitated hundreds of meetings in all kinds of settings. He has interviewed hundreds of CEOs, authors, professional speakers, and thought leaders from many different industries. Planning an important meeting? Want to feel confident you will achieve the results you planned for? Then call Marty Wolf at 570-815-1626. Or log on to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builder Show. My special guest today is Ari Weinswig. And Ari is the owner at a company called Zingerman's. Now, that's a very humble introduction for a guy in a company that have accomplished so much. But I'm going to let the interview tell the story. Ari, thanks for coming on the Business Builder Show. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Are you and your partner, uh, Paul Saginaw, started something called Zingerman's Deli? I think it was 1982. So what is Zingerman's anyway? 
Well, it's a, it's a great question, and I'm going to do my best to answer it. As you said, we started the deli uh, March 15th, 1982. Uh, the original space was 1,300 square feet. Uh, me and Paul, plus two employees, working, and we had, I think, 29 seats, 25 sandwiches on the menu, a little bit of cheese, bread, uh, olive oil, smoked fish uh, from other suppliers. Uh, Fast-forwarding to today, uh we will do about $55 million in sales. Uh, our organization is made up of nine uh, different Zingerman's businesses, so not nine delis. We're still just with the one deli. Uh, but we only, because our vision, which I'm sure we'll talk about during the interview, is uh, that we only do each business one time because we like unique things. But So we have the deli. We have a mail-order business. Uh, we ship food through them all over the country. We have a little creamery where we make fresh cheese and gelato. Uh, we have a bakery, a coffee roasting, a candy making. Uh, we have a farm with an event space and an 1834 renovated barn. Uh, we have uh, Zing Train, which is our training business. And uh, I'm probably forgetting something, but that's a good start. And we will employ, we employ about 700 people, actually. Wow. And this is all in the Ann Arbor, Michigan market. Is that correct? Yeah, our vision uh, is that we only do things here in the Ann Arbor area, uh, which isn't to say other people shouldn't open businesses, you know, uh, further afield for their, if that works for them, it's a great thing. But for us, we like to be here where we can, you know, know the people work and know the customers, taste the food, et cetera. So uh, Ann Arbor, uh, for those who aren't familiar with it, is uh, about 100,000 people. It's home of University of Michigan. Uh, It's about a, I don't know, hour west of Detroit and Mm-hmm. Uh, four hours east of Chicago on I-94. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's a great I place. I got here from Chicago. I came up here to go to school a yeah. couple hundred years ago. <laughs> Thereabouts. <laughs> well, you're in the food business. That's why it feels that way. Well, I, I like, I'm happy to have lived that long. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, you know, you mentioned the word vision uh, before. Uh, I've read your book, and there's three books, but the one that I got through, I'm going to um, mention the title because I want to focus primarily on what we have here, is the yep. uh, title, I'm going to read the whole thing. It's Zingerman's Guide to Good Leading, Part 1, A Lapsed Anarchist's Approach to Building a Great Business. And in that book... You, well, let me phrase it this way. You believe, and your team strongly believes in this vision and mission stuff. So, so tell yeah. us what that means at Ziggerman's. Yeah, I, I, I do believe in it. Uh, I believe in it because it's work. Uh, uh, so mission for us is uh, sort of the North Star for the organization, uh, I know if you read business books, which most of your listeners, of course, do, uh, they're going to find a thousand different definitions. So I'm not here to argue ours is the right one. I'm just going to tell you what we do <laughs> right, and, right. and why it's worked. But uh, so for us, mission statement, and again, you've read about it in the book, is meant to answer four questions. What is it that we do? Why do we do it? So that would get into purpose. Uh, who are we that's doing it? And for whom are we doing it? Uh, we wrote ours in 91, so I think we were nine or ten years in as a business before we wrote it. Uh, sort of backing up to your uh, slightly skeptical tone of voice when you asked the question, I was very skeptical about mission statements before we wrote ours. My experience of them was mostly they were mediocre poetry that got hung by customer bathrooms, uh, and I never saw much point in doing one, but I think I read something that changed my mind. Yes. Uh, we spent about six months 
uh, working on our mission and our guiding principles, and there's an essay in the first book is uh, also on that. Uh, we got about 80 of the then 100 or so people at the deli involved in the work on the mission and the principles. So I guess one thing I would say is when you get a lot of people involved, that already helped. Uh, in hindsight, I think it's really one of the most important things we ever did, and the reason is because we actually use it. Mm. Uh, Paul or I uh, still teach the new staff orientation class. I actually taught one last night uh, for about 60 of the holiday help and mail order. And uh, when I teach that class to anybody, uh, I tell them if they take only one thing away from the entire class, and obviously I hope they take more because it's a two-hour class, but if they only take one thing away, mm-hmm. it's to understand that at Zingerman's we're really only here for one reason, and that's the first line of our mission, which talks about bringing a great experience to people, mm-hmm. and that everybody who works here, first day, last day, good mood, bad mood, 16, 60, baker, busboy, doesn't make any difference. We're all fully responsible for the quality of the experience that we bring to every single person we interact with all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think in that sense, we use it like the North Star because when you're confused or overwhelmed or tired, which are pretty normal things mm-hmm. in a high-achieving organization, all you got to do is take a deep breath and back your brain up to all I'm here to do is bring people a great experience. It's no offense to those of us with college degrees, but you don't need one to do that. Uh, <laughs> it's really any five or six year old can handle it. It's just called be nice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if we do that, then we're living the mission. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that's our approach to mission statements. And it's, I, again, I, I, I review it like the North star because when it gets dark out, when you're confused, you can come back to that and move towards it. Uh, but, but like that. the North star, you never actually get there. You just move in that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vision, the vision for us is very different than mission. And our approach to vision, as you know, from reading the book is pretty different than most, uh, approaches that people teach. I mean, the term vision is used liberally, but the, yes. the concept, the concept and the definition that we have, I think is quite different. Uh, most people talk about vision statements and that for me, they, they, I can't quite tell the difference between a mission statement and a vision statement. Right. But for us, for us, a vision, the mission statement, uh, ours is whatever, six lines long. It's pretty short, right? A vision for us, our 2020 vision is written and I think it's nine pages long. Uh, so the vision is when you get to success at a particular point in time in the future, so it's time constraints, which the mission statement is not. When you get to a success at a particular point in time in the future, and you can describe that success with enough richness of emotionally engaging detail, so much so that you actually will be able to tell whether you have arrived, that's your vision. Yeah, I read and, uh, uh, that's really where I uh, kept seeing you surfacing. It was a vision that you wrote uh, 19, ooh, I should know the answer to that, but yeah, early we on. Wrote before, it one in 94, so there you we wrote one in 82. Uh, we we actually literally wrote our first long-term vision with the process that we now teach very regularly in 94 for the year 2009. So we wrote it for 15 years out. 15 years and out. And the, the, next, the next one we wrote uh, in 07 uh, for 2020, and that's what we're still working with now. Yeah. Um, again, uh, Yannick Silver, uh, it was the first time I've heard of you. Uh, he wrote about you in Mar- Maverick Startup, and uh, he interviewed you, I don't know, that was a few months ago. And I said, yep. I, I got to get this guy on the Business Builder Show because you have so much, so much to share. And your vision statements that you wrote before and the one for 2020, you wrote, I want to be clear to the for the audience, you wrote that 
as if it was true in that particular yep. year, right? Expand, expand yeah. on that a little yep. bit, Ari. That's, that's a, the, the, the process itself, there's actually a recipe in the book that uh, will walk people through doing it. But one of the elements of the recipe uh, is that you, you need to write it as if it has already happened. And I can't quite explain to you scientifically why, but it makes an enormous difference in the way uh, it works. Uh, when you actually envision yourself in the future as opposed to saying we're going to do this, uh, it's, it's, it makes a marked difference in the effectiveness of it for yeah. each of us internally and then for the organization. Yeah. And, and also, just to be clear, is that the vision includes a lot more detail than most people would do. So, in, in essence, it's a story. Uh, it's your story, though, either as an individual or as, a, as an organization, and you're telling that story with the details that are meaningful. So, you know, when you write a business plan and you're going to the bank, they don't really care, you know, whatever, how, right. how the, the smile on the face of the employee when you greet them. But I think that actually tells you a lot more. Than, you got it. You know, just stating what's on the balance sheet. So I'm not down on the balance sheet. And I think we weave in where the key numbers are woven into the vision All right. as well. All right. But well, the point is that there's a lot of nuance. Ari, we need to take a short break. There is so much we're going to talk about. We are with Ari Weinswig, and he is with the Zingermans. We'll be right back on the Business Builder Show. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. My new site just launched, and I'd love to know what you think. But I also have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to 30 Minutes with my marketingcoach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. The greatest customer experience I've ever encountered originated in an unlikely location. However, it created a story that's gone viral on YouTube and has been heard in person by over a million people. Driver of the cab, it's going to be mine, jumps out of his cab, points at me in the front of the line and shouts, Are you ready for the best cab ride of your life? <laughs> said, I'm Taxi Terry. Great, I got the motivational cab driver. <laughs> this is Scott McCain. The lessons I learned from that amazing cab driver form the basis of my new book, Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry, how every employee can create and deliver the ultimate customer experience. No matter your position or the size of the organization where you work, you can grow your business and create distinction with these seven lessons. This new book is available on Amazon.com and wherever business books are sold. If a cab driver can deliver the ultimate customer experience, you can too. Discover the tenets to distinctive success in the Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry. Informing, educating, and encouraging. The Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builders Show. My special guest today is Ari Weinswig, and he is with Zingerman's. And we are talking about his book and all great things from Zingerman's. His book is called A Lapsed 
anarchists' approach to building a great business. Ari, before we go any further, I want to let people know how they can connect with Zingerman's and you, and what's the best way to do that? Yeah, well, to connect with me uh, personally is easy. My email is Ari, so it's A-R-I, at Zingerman's.com, and I will answer them. So if people have questions or thoughts or whatever, be totally more than happy to field them. Uh, in terms of connecting with us organizationally, we have, oh, Lord knows, 15 different websites, but uh, the key ones, I think, for most of your listeners are going to be uh, Zingerman's.com would be our mail order site, so that's where we're shipping food, gift baskets, candy bars, bread, baked goods, uh, cheese, etc., all over the country for folks. And then uh, equally important for your listeners would be Zingtrain.com, mm-hmm. D-I-N-G-T-R, AIN.com, which is our training business, and they would be able to see uh, the two-day seminars that we do here in Ann Arbor and some of the other work, as well as the business books. Yeah, the business books. Yeah. I want to make sure that they can get the business books uh, on that same site, and uh, that's the way you've chosen they to sell them. Can, and and uh, it's, a, it's a subset to the, to the conversation, but uh, I'm not that big on, on being on the mass market uh, sales, so we actually really aren't on Amazon, so the best place for them to go would be Zingtrain.com. I guess that's a setup for um, this whole thing of uh, you call yourself I uh, call yourself a, a, a lapsed anarchist. Okay, I think that needs a little explanation. So, t- so, 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 <laughs> tell me about that, Ari. Go ahead, man. It's your mic. <laughs> okay. Well, it's it's a good story. I, uh, you know, we. I mean, most people don't know, but we actually have the largest anarchist collection uh, of books and, and printed materials in the country. Is here at University of Michigan. Uh, when I was in school studying Russian history, I used to go up there. It's on the seventh floor of the graduate library, and I spent a fair bit of time studying. Uh, and you know, it was very drawn to a lot of what's, what was in there. And uh, I, uh, you know, when I started to manage people in restaurants, which would be, let's say, three years after I had graduated school, having started as a dishwasher, after I got my history degree, uh, I started as a dishwasher, then became a line cook, and then a kitchen manager. And uh, when I started to manage people, I tried leaving them all alone in the, you know, naive but positive belief they would just sort of do the right thing. And of course, that not shockingly, that failed miserably. Uh, and so for years, I would say I was a lapsed anarchist because I still believed in it, but I didn't practice. Uh, as you know from the book, as I was working on that first book, I, I, I speak pretty regularly, and I got asked to speak at the Jewish Studies Department here. And, you know, when I speak at business conferences, nobody really knows who the anarchists were, so it just sort of passes quickly as a little anecdote. But when I was going to speak at Jewish Studies, I was like, well, these people actually know who all the people I studied yeah, were. That's and great. I haven't looked at these books in 25 years. I better get my act together. Yeah. And so I went back and I started to reread, and I, I was shocked in a good way by how much of a lot of what they were writing about was very parallel to what you and I would now call progressive business literature. Yes. Uh, the importance of having a healthy organization, which means it has to be made up of great creative people. Uh, yes. That the role of the organization is to help people develop. That you can't have a great organization without great people. The, the key and important role of mindful free choice so that people aren't just going along grudgingly, but they're actually mindfully choosing to participate that things are in the open, that in what we now call transparency, which they would have called sharing information. So all this stuff about free choice, about respect for every individual, things that I believe are pretty important. And really, you can find in Jim Collins and the Harvard Business Review if you read the right stuff. 
Uh, they were writing about 100 years ago. But it's it started, well, you people like Emma Goldman and, and uh, is it yep. Joe Labati and people who you study at the University of Michigan, I find that absolutely fascinating and how it's so true today and how you're seeing it, and, you know, conscious capitalism, et cetera, and things yep. like that. I, I, I'm loving that, you know, so so that's that's a great story. I lo- you had me really captured in the book, and uh, I'm going to do more research on those folks, you know. And um, you mentioned the word essays just a second ago. And yep. Emma Goldman wrote in essays, and you wrote the book in terms of essays. Well, was that a yep. conscious choice? And tell me what the uh, why? Why did you do that? Well, I think I mean it, I, I did it because partly that's how I work, but I think that also you know the, the the practical reality of of running an organization, which is most of the people who are reading these books, where everybody's busy, and so. You know, in the author's fantasy, we like to think that, you know, you sit down with a cup of coffee and you read the whole book on a Sunday and it's great. But the reality is we buy the books, we put them in a stack, and then maybe we get to them later. And I wanted to write it so that, you know, if you want to read the whole thing, fabulous. But if you're in a hurry, I want you to be able to just pick it up, flip to the, to the essay on vision statement, on visioning, and, and just plow in there without having to read the first 150 pages and in that in that sense to make it you know more practically accessible for you know real life busy people uh and and that people can read one essay put it down pick it up in a week read a different one etc also a lot of organizations have bought the books for their management team you know and they they do like one essay a month and i think that's made it helpful for them to do several old management book club for the f- companies that are doing that, congratulations. You're showing tremendous insight because this is absolutely a great work. Now, I'm going to go back to you wrote a book. You wrote three books. You wrote uh, you, you wrote all kinds of stuff. Go on Zigermans.com, learn more about what this guy is doing, what they're doing there. Uh, I kind of know a little bit about the food business and food distribution business. You have read a ton of books. You're writing books. How in the heck... Did you find the discipline <laughs> to read all these books, man? How did you do it? Well, there wasn't a lot that I learned growing up that was helpful in business, but one thing I learned was how to read. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm an introvert. I like to read. Uh, you know, I, I, I guess what I've learned, the third book, as you know, uh, which is in your stack there, is on managing ourselves. I'll get to it, though. I uh, promise. I, I'll get to it. I think... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I'll get to it, I promise. I'll get through all three. I, I... Oh, I'm not worried. I was just going to say part of what I've, I've realized <laughs> over ahead. the years from studying is just really any of us can learn almost any skill that we put our minds to. And I, I don't mean physical skill or, you know, I'm not going to be a great violinist. Right. That's, that's for sure. But I think that, you know, if people want to learn to read well, they can. Uh, if people want to learn to speak in public, they can learn it. Uh, if we want to learn to be organized, we can learn it. But it does take work and it does take practice. And, you know, I was lucky because that was a skill that my mother had me practicing when I was five. Uh, so in, in a sense, it seemed like it comes easier to me. But I would argue it's a lot actually more that I just had, you know, a lot of years of experience. And discipline. You know, believe it or not, yeah. we're down to our last minute. Uh, I, I can't believe it because there's so much more I want to talk about. But, you know, share with us a couple of things in this last minute or so in terms of your vision for 20. 2020 for Zingerman's and, and all your companies, you know, G- give me something like really hot. Like, what do you got? That's really exciting. 
Well, for for me, it's it's all exciting. We wrote it, but I, I think <laughs> what would be interesting to your listeners, you know, number one, uh, we want to have twelve to eighteen Zingerman's businesses, uh, all located here in the Ann Arbor area, uh, and again, each being a unique business. Uh, so they're all all one organization, but with these semi-autonomous pieces. And each business we always do has a managing partner or partners. So this is people who own part of that business uh, and who. Uh, have a passion for what that business does, and they're signing on the loans. They legally own part of it, and that's those are all huge things. It also gets into having more fun. It gets into education, giving to the community, uh, radical improvement in our food, our service, and our finance, uh, opportunity and responsibility for everybody. So there, there's a lot in there, and I just thought of the 60, the 60 people last night, and I'll tell you, it's inspiring. It's inspiring when I teach it, and I've been part of it for seven years already. That's fantastic. Our guest has been Ari Weinzweig, and Ari is with Zingerman's. Ari, you're a great guy, a great writer, a great leader. I'm so thrilled you took time to be with us on the Business Builder Show. It's an honor and a pleasure. And again, my email is ari at zingerman.com and the books and stuff are at zingtrain.com. So glad to be of help. Presenting the thought leaders of today. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. My new site just launched, and I'd love to know what you think. But I also have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to 30 Minutes with my marketingcoach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. For your next regional or national meeting, are you looking for a professional facilitator to keep things on track so your meeting meets the objectives? Have you assembled a group of subject matter experts for a panel and you need a moderator who is skilled in keeping the conversation focused on what really matters? Do you want a speaker for your next meeting who will engage the audience in a way that makes the meeting fun and memorable? Marty Wolf of The Business Builder Show is available for your next important event. You can contact him at... 570-815-1626. Marty has facilitated hundreds of meetings in all kinds of settings. He has interviewed hundreds of CEOs, authors, professional speakers, and thought leaders from many different industries. Planning an important meeting? Want to feel confident you will achieve the results you planned for? Then call Marty Wolf at 570-815-1626 or log on to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builders Show. I think you like that interview. If not, check your pulse if you're a business person, because that's pretty solid stuff. I think... Segment one was pretty solid stuff, Carrie, our discussion about Ari's book. And Ari's book is, we, I'm going to promote it one more time, Elapsed Anarchist's Approach to Building a Great Business by Ari Weinzweig. And this is one of three and more coming. And 
we started to talk about the 12 natural laws of building a great business, which is one of the essays in this book. Reminder that the book is written so you can pull out a section, an essay, a chapter, whatever you want to call it, and apply it in your business. And you heard Ari say that there are companies who are buying lots of these books and using them as a management development, as a leadership development kind of thing. And boy, that would be a smart thing to do, Carrie. Some of the large companies that go to the what he refers to as zing train. Yes. They're yeah. paying lots of money because this is proven. It's always refined. And they are principles that will bring you to your true north true in north. business. All right. Let's pick up. Uh, we're on number four on the 12 natural laws. And four says people do their best work when they're part of a really great organization. Now, he makes the point, and here's, it's a valid one. You know, years ago, probably, well, even today, I guess, that some of us, you know, take a job because we need a job. You know, and that, that's okay. You gotta pay the bills somehow. Uh, and I've certainly done that. And, and, and there's days that sometimes I wonder, what the heck am I doing here, you know? But in today's world, quite frankly, especially with these younger people, and what are they called, Carrie, those younger people? Millennials. There you go. 10 to 32. So remember this natural law. People do their best work when they're part of a really great organization. Why is that? Quite frankly, because when you're offering a great and rewarding, and he uses the word spiritually sound workplace, uh, it's going to help your business. Now, I suppose there are, well, I know there are companies that have been successful without um, doing these kinds of things, but um, would you think that you would increase your chances of success if you allowed people to do their best work when they're part of a really great organization? That's a quiz, guys. What's the answer to that question? Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good. So, yeah, you can do it. Um, You can do it otherwise, but why? Would you want to try? Get this book. Read this book. At Zingerman's, they treat people, their employees, as volunteers. Now, think about that one for a minute. If you treat your employees as volunteers, in other words, they have the choice to come to work or not. Let that one sink in for a minute. If you treat people like that, wow, that's pretty powerful. Well, Marty, you and I have both been on various boards and worked a lot with volunteers. And you have to be so spiritually connected and grateful that the volunteers are there. It's not. Gratitude is a word that's used often in your context and in companies. Exactly. It's not, I'm paying you money. Don't get me mad today. Yeah. Well. It's like you're showing up to help. In yes. the, and it's all going back to the first law we talked about. Help me make the vision come true. Yep. And uh, right out of the book. It sounds to me like the opposite of what you hear a lot in companies nowadays, where the boss would look down at the employee and say, you know, you're replaceable, mister. You know, we can replace you. And I mean, so, okay, now the employee's doing the work out of fear. And he's going there out of fear. Whereas when they flip-flop it, now it's, thank you for coming to work. Yeah. Thank you for doing this with us. And the employee, conversely, is like, I want to make an impact. I want to make a positive impact today. A volunteer wants to come. Exactly. Exactly. As opposed to, as you're pointing out, Tom, like, oh, my goodness, I got to do this again. Mm -hmm. And my boss is driving me crazy again. Now, I want to throw in a caveat because I've seen things with my own clients. That's not to say that people are not accountable. 
That's not to say that people aren't supposed to do a great job, and we'll talk about it now and later, the fact that, uh, you know, training is vitally important, having that vision, understanding that vision. So, yeah, um, we do want to, well, let me read right out of the book. Ultimately, people want to feel that their work makes a positive difference, that their extra efforts are noticed, that they can improve the quality of lives and the lives around them through their work. Now, if you think of you can improve your own life and the lives around you through your work, you're committed to that employer. You're committed to what you do. Um, And you know what? If you are, then guess what? Others in the organization are, which that will equal a great organization. Makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Zingerman's Deli and Zingerman's companies. Love this. Point number five, natural of the 12 natural laws of building a great business. If you want the staff to give great service to customers... The leaders have to give great service to the staff. Tom, I guess that kind of mm-hmm. connects to what, what you said, mm-hmm. right? And you would think that would be innate. And the more books we read today talk about the internal customer and the external customer. How can you expect your internal clients, your workers, to be caring to your clients if you're not caring to them? Yeah, um, I'm hesitating. Uh, I, I think maybe that has to do with the uh, in the past, Tom, and we said this at the beginning. You know, maybe when people needed jobs badly, bad behavior at the leadership level could be tolerated and actually mm-hmm. worked. Yes. I mean, if you worked in coal mines, you, you weren't necessarily thrilled to go to work, I guess, huh? No. For the most part, right? Yeah. And you probably had a boss that was not, uh, you know, really... A slave uh, driver. Yeah, it was a slave driver. But you know what? There's options. Now, thank goodness a lot of people don't have to go into coal mines, and they have options. Mm-hmm. So it comes back to the... It's the same way with the, a customer as it is with employees. You know, you have to uh, offer your employees, your associates, you know, a great place to work. You have to help them. And they talk about Robert Greenleaf's book, Servant Leadership. Okay, let's go to point number six, Kerry. If you want great performance from your staff, you have to give them clear expectations and training tools. An important thought process. When I read that, all I thought of was our friend Scott McCain's book, Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry, setting a phenomenal expectation and carrying through to make yeah. sure that expectation was met and yeah. exceeded. In the interview with Ari, he said, you know, when I first started, I just uh, came to work and I expected everybody to understand that we're supposed to do and that I expected greatness. And he said, well, that didn't work out too well. <laughs> right? That's what he said. And the reason it didn't work out well is something that he's learned over a long period of time. You've got to give people clear expectations. You've got to provide the training. Absolutely. You got to educate them. You got what's the expectation? You got to share that vision, you got to give them training. And he says one of my favorite books, First Break All the Rules, um, is a classic book. Um, and he said this whole concept that Ari is talking about says, well, that was this whole idea was really validated in that in that book First Break All the Rules. It says that um, the factors that were most important for keeping the best workers in their jobs for the longest period of time were the single most important element, clear expectations. The second most critical in keeping people, getting them and keeping them, is giving them the tools to do great work. So, Carrie, we did get through six 
of the 12 natural laws of building a great business. Uh, I guess we'll have to do something some other time, but for, for right now, did you enjoy learning about Zingerman's? Are you ready to go to Zingerman's.com for some special gifts? Yes, this is a flat-out commercial for Zingerman's. Because you're going to appreciate the fact that I asked you to go there. And if you're an executive or if you want to get an exec- a gift for an executive, go to Zingtrain.com. I'd love to hear what you thought about it. Now, our new website, MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com, is up and running, and I would really appreciate it if you took a look at our website. More exciting news about the business builder show we are now on itunes the demand has been huge and i'm saying that seriously people wanting itunes and the podcast we are there do a search on itunes for the business builder show you'll see us and as always we are on soundcloud so carrie um we didn't finish so what's what's what are we going to do next week marty you seem to be in a mode of giving gifts and there's a song, The Twelve Days of Christmas. We had twelve points to cover. We only got the six. We're gonna get we better get those other six. We're out gonna there. get to the rest of it. So thanks for listening to the Business Builder Show. Please join us next week. I'm Marty Wolf. Have a great week. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. My new site just launched, and I'd love to know what you think. But I also have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to 30 Minutes with my marketing coach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. The greatest customer experience I've ever encountered originated in an unlikely location. However, it created a story that's gone viral on YouTube and has been heard in person by over a million people. Driver of the cab, it's going to be mine, jumps out of his cab, points at me in the front of the line and shouts, Are you ready for the best cab ride of your life? He said, I'm Taxi Terry. Great, I got the motivational cab driver. <laughs> this is Scott McCain. The lessons I learned from that amazing cab driver form the basis of my new book, Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry, how every employee can create and deliver the ultimate customer experience. No matter your position or the size of the organization where you work, you can grow your business and create distinction with these seven lessons. This new book is available on Amazon.com and wherever business books are sold. If a cab driver can deliver the ultimate customer experience, you can too. Discover the tenets to distinctive success in the seven tenets of Taxi Terry.